It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. Pete Donaldson with you and Lukey Moore. Now, all last week on the show, we talked about my little getaway. Uh, Luke, I'm going to need an update on yours, please. Did anything interesting happen? Uh, happen? I know you went to Universal Studios or something. No, that didn't happen. What? Yeah. Oh, nuts. You want to somewhere. List the things that didn't, it didn't happen. happen. And then we'll see how long we go. That's <laughs> um, no, nice to be back. Happy Monday, everyone. Um, I, th- I, yeah, I did go on holiday as well. Um, we went to go and visit my wife's aunt. Because uh, she has a place out in Calabria, which is an island off Puerto Rico. On, Puerto Rico. But on the way there, we went to Disney World. Well, you say that we, we, we went. We went to we went to Orlando for because um, my wife, the Wi-Fi I have access to is meeting up with her best friend, and mm-hmm. it was cool just to hang out there. And they had a couple of events they wanted to do and yep. all the rest of it. Um, but I was up really early um, one morning because of the jet lag. Mm. And I found out that CPAC was in town. Do you know CPAC? <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, Conservative, you, uh, Conservative Political, Political Action Conference. Conference. And so I just went. Yeah. But they wouldn't let me in. They went, what do you mean? It was kind of terrifying. So, so basically, I'll, I'll tell you the story very quickly before I get onto the main holiday. Um, essentially, I just found out coincidentally they were, they, were, they were having the Conservative Political Action Conference like 15 minute drive away. Yeah. Right. So I just got in the seat of power, Florida. So, yeah. In Orlando. So I got an, I got an Uber mm. and went to the little town that it was in. It was this massive like golf resort and hotel. I didn't have a ticket or anything, but I thought if I just go there and say that like, I've come from London, I really want to go and see what it would be like. Yeah. Not because I am a conservative, certainly not an American version of the conservatives, but I, um, I was just fascinated by it. Mm. Um, and so I went to go there and they wouldn't let me mate within like a hundred meters of it. It was like security guards with guns and all sorts. I said to them, "Sure, the security guards. Can I, <laughs> can I register for a ticket now? And yeah, go. I'll say anything about school shooters. They said, I'll, no. I'll, I'll truth the fuck out of it. I I even, mate, you know what I'm like? I even went to a little diner mm. on a little strip, strip mall. Yeah. Had some breakfast because I was there so early. Mm. And, and there were loads of people and there were lanyards. And I spoke to pretty much every single one of them. So can you get me in? <laughs> and none of them would. It was like it was a cult or something. Well, well, I mean, you are just turning up with a British accent going, can you let me in? Can you get me in? Can you get me in? I thought that would help me. What do you mean? They'd be like, oh, he's British. It's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, would you say you're Nigel Farage's bagman? I don't know. But the worst thing about it was, I I only realised this afterwards, so all the security guys and the police that were there... Mm. I know, I know people have their own opinions about the American police, but just for one second, like there were quite a few black police officers there. Yeah. And I was up there kind of um, saying, look, I'd just like to come in. I just want to have a look around some of the stalls. I don't yeah. really want I don't want to, I just want to have a look. And, um, and because I think it would be interesting for this show, for example, and for some other stuff I'm working on. 
Uh, and so it was purely for research purposes. Mm. And I was trying to kind of plead with them. And they're, and they're all really unreasonable. And yeah. I realized actually afterwards, yeah, they probably just think I'm a mad racist. <laughs> like, why the fuck do they want to help me? And then I realized, and, and, but the just telling a black man I want to get in the racist conference. <laughs> let me in the racist conference. Why won't you let me in? But the thing, the thing about, um, the thing about those kind of events is that um, outside they'll have like, there's a fringe thing, right? Do you know what I mean? So there'll be like a people who, who, who to be perfectly honest, maybe have a conservative outlook and there's no way they can afford to go to the conference. It's really expensive, mm. but they want to show their support, mm. right? And within that, there's a lot of people who I think are kind of quite, quite fringe, yeah. literally fringe. And they set up little gazebos and tents and tables and they make their own T-shirts and they sell them. And they go beeping, you know, firing their bullhorn megaphones at anyone who walks past and stuff. And um, it's quite mad because you can walk around that stuff because it's not it's not actually in the event. Mm. And um, there's all these people, as you'd expect. You see them on these kind of, I think, quite low-hanging fruit documentaries that people do where they go, oh, look at this crazy person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't, I mean, I understand why. Obviously, those people do exist. It's not the equivalent of the mainstream at all, but mm. I understand it's kind of interesting to people. And there's a lot of those kind of people there, so it's interesting to talk to them. And because you're British, they don't really have any idea of how to... How to um, Mm. kind of categorise you. Yeah. So they don't know. Apart from gay man. Yeah, basically, yeah. They basically think <laughs> yeah. you are some kind of effeminate European. Yeah. But so that's fascinating to them though, right? Yeah, right. So anyway, I started chatting to a guy there um, and, he, and I, I actually... What a wa- fulfilling life you must have. Like I really, I, I, I just never think of doing that. I just let people just do, do. I just never ask anyone anything. But, my, but the Wi-Fi I have access to says to me, I'm just too interested in things. I should just relax. <laughs> Stop being so nosy, which right. is probably true. Anyway, imagine I, I, what that show would be if you didn't I know, push things along. I know. I actually started talking to this guy because I wanted to know if the car, if the Uber I'd ordered would pick me up from this particular spot because it's quite busy. And stuff. Right. So I just started talking to him because I needed him to help me with something because obviously he was local. And he was very, it was very nice. Mm. But almost, the reason I'm telling you this story, people listening are going, why are you fucking telling me this? Well, I'll tell you why. Because when I spoke to him mm. from off his megaphone, mm. he was like the nicest, most helpful man. He yeah. was like, oh, um, it's just down there on the left. I'll um I'll walk you down there. Just yeah. give me a second. I'm yeah. just finishing this up, and I'll walk you down there. I was yeah. like, there's nothing to do that. Thank you very much. I, I think I can find it. But he literally flipped from that to megaphone shouting like loads of homophobic epithets at people across the road. Yeah, uh, who were who were. And this is why I didn't what I didn't get about it. It was every time someone went up to them and asked them what they were doing, or well, there was a police officer there saying that like, you can't do this, you need to move on. They were going free speech, free speech, free speech. Yeah, a non-conservative person who I don't know what his political persuasion where was on the other side of the road with a cardboard cut he'd made himself and literally just said in it CPAC sucks <laughs> and, and the same guy who was helping me out and complaining about free speech was literally every five seconds going to the guy if I have to look at that sign again I'm going to come over there and beat the shit out of you <laughs> it's like well, hang on a minute what rules do we want there what and rules? you're not even in CPAC yeah, you're outside yeah I know they won't even let you in yeah. I don't know what the rules are is what I was saying <laughs> Because you keep saying that you want to say whatever you want, and a lot of it's really offensive, like for no reason. But it is—it's mad how, uh, and it's scary how uh, at ease you can be with people with genuine, legitimate, problematic views. Like, Me? Uh, well, well, well I, no, I mean no, not just you. I'm just you know I'll, I use example of um, I love Texas. I, I love that. I'm, go, I'm going for WrestleMania stuff with Mark, but um, it's one of my favourite parts of America. I, I think it's everyone's so fucking lovely. But as we know, like their political, the the sixty percent of them, their political leanings are just insane. Like to us, they're bonkers. Yeah. They're absolutely bonkers. 
and, and like, you know, I'll use the example of the guy at the gun range. It was yeah. like, yeah. but the gun range, oh, block. He rarely got on a subject like, but, you know, he eventually got on a subject when he got a bit more comfortable with us that were just fucking, well, they weren't horrific, but they were just like, you know, Donald Trump's going to save us from the Muslims. Well, they all were yeah. horrific, but like, they, you know, he wasn't using epithets, he wasn't using racist language, but it was just a bit fucking fringe. off, a bit yeah. fringe, a bit off, a bit yeah. odd. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it was fundamentally racist, but he, but he didn't use the, the words, the unguarded words that the man with the megaphone would use. Um, and, he, and he only did that at the end of our kind of time together. But before that, he's like, do you want to shoot a Magnum? I'll go and get a Magnum from my car. <laughs> Fucked off. <laughs> Like, I'm, like, that's like, an ice cream, isn't it? That's, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a machine day. It's a yeah. machine gun day. I, yeah. I seem to recall. He said I, I, at one point. I, I don't. I don't think. I've, I obviously I have a huge amount of love for for America and and the people within it. Generally speaking, um, my a lot of my family are American, as you all know. Um, and yeah, I, I totally understand your point. I, I don't think Ameri- a lot of Americans don't fully grasp how alien it is for us when it comes to things like guns. Yeah, for sure. Mm. But I, I remember saying to someone before that I think I went my whole life until about. I think I went till I went on holiday to the US as an adult before I saw a gun. Yeah, and they they can't fathom that. Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I, I, it's it's a different thing. I think a lot of the time people think British and American people are very similar because the language is the same, a lot of the culture is the same, but mm. it's not at all. And the reason I will go, I mean, people are probably some people are probably listening to this going, oh yeah, but it's such a privileged position to be going over there and speak to those people. And I understand it is. I understand as a straight white man, I'm, I'm have a lot of ability to go over and speak to those types of people. But the reason I do it is because genuinely, you know, I'm interested in like American history and politics and stuff. I genuinely just want to understand. I don't want to always have it filtered through these other fucking ways. I want if I'm going to go there, mm. I want to try and learn as much as I can. And I speak, to, and it's not just I'm not just seeking out people I think are a bit off. I speak to everyone. You know me. I'll speak to anyone. Mm. I'm very, very open to that kind of stuff. So it was just an interesting experience. And then having said that, um, the partner I have access to, the Wi-Fi I have access to, was annoyed with me <laughs> because I wanted to do that rather than go to Epcot <laughs> but in my defence in my defence we did go to Epcot as well we yeah. did all that stuff as I've well I've seen a big golf ball before okay yeah. Epcot is quite good because it's like it's I say it's quite good mm. it's quite interesting because it's not like a traditional theme park it tries to be more worldly but it's right. like this idea of the world is very this is what Americans think the world is like in the 90s yeah so it's kind of like, I don't think, for example, I said this to you. I don't, I don't what, you what is the Epcot Center? Like, what is it actually? What's it striving towards? Is it like a harvest festival? Is it like a? Is no, it kind of like, like a? It's, it's kind of like an educational kind of info, infotainment kind of park, right? So, so it's set around a big lake. We traded with the uh, with the uh, American um, uh, residents when we arrived on the island, etc. Does the guy give you no, that? It's not so, like that. It's like it's, it's based around a lake, and every part of the lake has got a different quote world. A different country. Right. So you can be in Germany. Oh, the so it's the whole world, like right? Oh, okay, I thought it was the history of America sort No, of no, right. all the architecture will be like German and, and then there's an English, there's a hilarious... Oh, clever. Thing. There's a British bit yeah. where it's like fish and chips and a pub and yeah. Mary Poppins and stuff. Yeah. It's quite funny. Yeah, um, bad teeth. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's why I was there. <laughs> but, but one of the things I would say is that, you know, I said this to you at the time, I think I sent you a couple of pictures. I don't think there should be lots of kind of wealthy, young, white people walking around wearing those Chinese hats. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? It feels it just feels a little bit off. It feels like it's not like cancelable, but it feels a bit to me like oh, I wanna to say to the guy running it, if you carry on like this, <laughs> you, you, do you realise what's gonna happen? Well I, I was thinking about this on holiday because I was walking around with uh I've got a tiki mask on one side of my leg, tattooed on my leg. I've got a oh, yeah. I've got a Day of the Dead uh kind of Manicalavera from uh 
and the video game Grim Fandango, which is you know, obviously Mexican appropriation. It's not something I thought about when I was younger. Well, that's the, that's the way <laughs> now it is now. Our, and you start to think, you start Jesus, you know, Dr. Seuss is, uh, is, uh, is obviously uh, problematic if some of his drawings. It's, I love, uh, can I just say, I know that we should always try and be better. And I know that is, you know, we shouldn't be teaching kids things that are difficult. Mm. And, not, not, no, sorry, we should be teaching things that are difficult because they need to learn, but we shouldn't be teaching them it in a way that is, excludes people. Mm. And Dr. Seuss appears to have been that. And the first thing I thought of when I saw that news about Dr. Seuss was your leg. Yeah. It's annoying, isn't it? I'm not too proud to say I had a little chuckle. <laughs> well, we, well, as soon as you figure out what that Chinese character is on your arm, yeah, that's, the better, personally. That's when I stopped chuckling. That's when I stopped chuckling. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to say, and, you know, my wife loves Disney and that kind of stuff, and I, I quite like going there. It's quite mm. interesting that people watch. The Star Wars bit there is now really good. Yeah. It's like really modern that's and interesting. Good, yeah. They've got a trackless ride in there. Oh, they do that? Like a maglev kind of thing? What? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's maglev or Bluetooth or what. Bluetooth. Well, can it not be Bluetooth? What? I don't know. What, instead of wheels, replace it with Bluetooth? It's not, what? It's not, it's, so basically, it's like... Oh, it's trackless as in you can go anywhere? Yeah. Right, okay. So yeah. It's got wheels. They've all got wheels. You can't see the wheels. Right. So it, looks, it looks like a big... The shape of it... Obviously, more impressive than this. Is it like a bumper car? Yeah, the shape is like a big bumper car. Right, okay. But it holds like 15 people. <laughs> Who drives it? No one. What? Oh, yeah. it just floats around. Yeah, oh, cool. it's amazing. It's cool. really clever. Um, I'm in. All that stuff's good. The, the whole thing they've done for Galaxy's Edge, where they—it's like you're on a, a Star Wars planet. It's very clever. This is like I'm on a Star Wars planet. You shouted. I was saying that over yeah. and over again. People said, "Look, can you stop? Can you stop, please?" Um, but after that, we went to see my wife's aunt, right? Mm. And then to get there, we had to go on a, um, a flight to San Juan in Puerto Rico, then a tiny little plane to. Calabra. Did I show you the video of that? No. Oh, we'll show you it. Tiny, what, like a little seaplane or like a bit bigger than that? Mate. Mate. Six-seater. Whoa, that's small, isn't it? Tin that's, can. That's Absolute tin can stuff. Folly downy and cloudy, isn't it? <laughs> 1,500 feet, no higher. Yeah. Uh, roughly about 1,500 feet. Because so you get a great view. Yeah. But if, you know, if a fucking butterfly flaps its <laughs> wings six miles away, <laughs> you feel like you're about to do a fucking loop. There was, uh, there was. It's an so air- frightening. There was an. Air- it was great. Yeah, there was an airport. In it. There was an airport. In- the international airport is at the bottom of the island in St Lucia. We were at the top of the island. The top of the island, there's another airport that just does like Grenada kind of flights, like small, small kind of. Flights. That's exactly what this was like. Yeah, yeah. tiny flights. Um, but but um, the, the entirety of the runway next to it is the, the exact same shape configuration, but just next to it, um, no partition really. Uh, is a big graveyard. <laughs> it's like you don't want to see that. Poor if you're a nervous, if you're a nervous flyer, you don't want to see the entirety of the bloody uh, runway just littered with no, uh, that's <laughs> very very graves and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. This plane, it was like you get you get weighed, so then they were to, where to yes. put you in the plane, right? And yeah, the bags yeah, yeah, get yeah. weighed, and then I was sat right behind the pilot. Yeah, and it's all fly by wire analog. Yeah, um, and uh, he does all the things himself. So he yeah. loads you in. He does the safety thing himself. Yeah, and then when we flew there. It was the last flight of the day, and um, he'd fly, his dog was there. His dog was, his on dog the seat. was in there. Dog yes, had his own seat in the back. Yes, please. So he comes everywhere with me. She loves it. She loves it. <laughs> um, anyway, we fly over to Calabria, and there's as you as you've already mentioned, I think on Thursday, there's obviously storms in the areas, there's mm. rain everywhere. It's very windy because it's an island, and we flew over the, the little mini mountain to get to the runway airstrip, which is basically just an airstrip mm. um, with a little outhouse. And he and he goes the on the approach and he goes round the whole thing and back again, right? And then lands. Right. So obviously, me being me, as we've already talked about, I obviously asked him loads of questions. Afterwards. Why did you do that? I said, like, yeah, why did you do that? He said, oh yeah, because um, 
last part of the day. So a lot of the guys like to go home, like to knock off. So what I do is I just swoop around just to make sure there's no animals on the strip. <laughs> I was like, I don't think... I said to him, can you definitely see them from that height? And he was like, well, normally you can. Yeah. Unless it's a very small dog. Like, <laughs> I, I, I thought about because the plane was so interesting and so cool to see because it does all the throttle himself mm. and all that kind of thing. And you're sat just behind him. It's real kind of no safety net stuff. If he has, a, if he faints or has a heart attack, mm. like, you're basically dead. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he, I was, I, I filmed it a lot. He said, oh yeah, you can use your phone. You film if you want. I filmed it. And I, and when I landed, I thought about sending it to my mate. It was a, my mate Lee was a BA pilot mm. and I thought no Luke don't do that mm. because I don't want to know what his reply is going to be and I've still got to fly home in that plane <laughs> did you afterwards did you find out I did but, yeah. I, I did, but he hasn't said anything untoward thankfully right. but um, the plane because the plane did seem old yeah. and he's doing these switches here and switches down there and oh mate, look I was on I was on a BA flight back uh, from St. Lucia to London uh, and I was thrown by the fact that Captain had the same name as our uh, head of uh, studio, Charlie Morgan. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Shut my pants, I did. Yeah. I don't need that. But then it turns out Charlie's dad is a pilot. No, he's not. His dad uh, isn't, isn't a pilot. He worked for an airline. Though. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I don't think he's a pilot. Oh, he's um, got a very, yeah. But to, having said that, though, if you had to pick someone from the start to do a flight, he wouldn't be the bottom one, not you, don't point yourself. <laughs> he wouldn't be the bottom of the list, would he? No, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he... Yeah, he's he's younger, so he's less likely to have a heart attack. Yeah. Um, he's got quite an ordered mind. Um, very organised. It's, it's, it's very organised. It's between you'd sort of say it's between him and him and and, and John, basically, wouldn't you? But, 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 but I'd worry John had been on the sauce the night before. Yeah. <laughs> Massive hangover. Only the night before, you said. <laughs> I, I I would say to Charlie, Denzel Washington upside down in a in a field. <laughs> Calabria is an amazing place. It's a beautiful yeah. island. I know. I know. I sound like the most privileged dickhead in the world, but we were actually staying at my wife's. Uh, family members' place, um, and uh, it's just what's wrong story. with Calabash Cove? What is Calabash? Cove? Oh, what hell is it? Oh, just say Calabash Cove. Calabash Cove, mate. Mine was called Casa Resaca. Casa Osaka. Casa Resaca. Casa Resaca. What does, what does Resaca don't mean? Okay. Don't know. Um, but there's loads of interesting animals on Calabria. Yeah, I saw massive four feet long iguanas. Okay, nice. I didn't want to steal your thunder on Thursday, but I did legitimately see a turtle. There wasn't, oh. there wasn't a pair. Sure. And the only reason I saw it—you are wearing was, glasses recently. The only reason I saw it is because I was so bad at paddleboarding. I was in the sea. <laughs> in the sea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. That's good. We saw um, some great birds. There's pelicans out in Calabria that just stay up there all day and fish. Yeah, the, the, the pelicans with the big, big old uh, wattles, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but they're a different species. They're not as quite as big and slow. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and I, I found out from a local person I was talking to there that um, those pelicans—they basically dive into the sea over and over again to catch fish. That's mm. how they—that's how they stay alive, mm. basically. They just do it over and over again until the sea and the salt water basically kills their eyes and makes them blind, and then they just die. What? Yeah. D- 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 what? <laughs> I also saw frigate birds on Calabria, which I looked up, and apparently frigate birds are so big they can only take off from cliffs. They can't take off from the ground. Oh, is it like so uh, they spend all their time in the air on cliffs? What? So do they just? Oh, they have to jump off the cliff to sw- to soar. Do to they, get... How do they get up the cliff? They walk up. I think they're born on. I think they're born on. So the they rocks. do one big dive and just keep on going down. I believe I'm right in saying they ne- you never see them actually on the ground because if they are, they can't take off again. Right, okay. So and they, nature's they need, somehow selected they that They need to base jump effectively. Essentially, yeah. Ah. Quite good though, right? Fascinating, eh? Yeah. What, what do you think of my tan? It's very, well, it's about as, about as good as it gets for you, isn't it, really? Yeah, there's my yeah. watch line there, look. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You can just kind of see it if you squeeze it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, a, that's the story of my holiday. In summary, um, CPAC, didn't get in. Don't know why I was there, really. <laughs> um, almost just just shit myself on a plane 
but <laughs> it was it was fun once I was up there. You know, once you're up there in that little plane, mm. your brain just starts. Well, my brain just starts telling me, "Listen, you're up here now, mate." Yeah. Just you might listen. Whatever enjoy happens, you're this, not in yeah. control of it. So you just enjoy the view. Um, yeah, it's when, it's when you feel a draft on the plane. That's like kind of like no. Ooh. This mate, this had little things that you could open. Yeah, yeah. Mad, it's isn't it? Weird. Really weird. Why is that not? Why am I allowed to do this on this plane and not the quick plane? The height. Big, height. It's height. It's a height. Because oh, yeah. you, know, you know that an airline is like pressurized, right? Yeah, height on it. Yeah. If, if it's a, if it's a hole in the window in an airline, it's a problem. There was a man. Uh, the man next to me. Uh, who moved places quite late in the flight, he uh, sat next to me and just um, got like the free uh, little blanket you put on your legs and he would stick it over his head, right? And just and he was using the, the, the Wi-Fi on the plane and he was just typing stuff, but he just didn't want anyone to see it, which always a worry. Yeah. He just he was sat two, two, two seats down from me and he was just, he had, the, he had it over his head and over his hands and nothing else. And he's just tap, 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 Isn't tap, it interesting tap, 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 how like certain behaviour that you wouldn't really care much about yeah. becomes different on a plane? <laughs> it's just a bit... You become a bit like a Karen. You know, like like those women who are just like, oh, I don't like those kids. Yeah. Don't like those kids. I'm going to create a, 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 a boo-hoo. I'm going to create a hubbub. I'm going to call the police. Like, yeah. the guy was just, he was just typing something he didn't want anyone to see. But you're sort of like, what... I'm never going to see you again. Don't worry about it. Write what you want. Why are you being so nosy? You tell me you're being nosy. I put stuck my head under there. She just, I was just asked him. What, what <laughs> you doing? Sorry, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of making a scene, so when we were flying back from, um, it's a hell of a journey to get back, but in the Orlando to London leg, um, we were waiting, um, and we had already been travelling since for like 12 hours by that point. Yeah. yeah. But, um, we were waiting at the, at the gate um, for, our, uh, for, our, for our, to be called to go onto the plane. Mm. And there's these two young American guys there. Mm. Probably about 20. I'm probably just out of uni, maybe. And um, it was mad, right? They were causing a, a horrendous scene, like a mad scene at the desk. Yeah. To, to the point of where I would have... I mean, obviously, it's difficult for us because we don't work in... in, in um, we don't work in, in air travel. But, you know, you know, they have to be so unbelievably patient, don't yeah. they? Like, I would, I, would have, I would have honestly said to them, if you carry this on, you're not going to fly. <laughs> and, I, and I'll just get those big security guards over there with guns and just tell them you're not, you're, you're not going to fly because you're being abusive. Anyway, mm. they're causing a massive scene. Mm. And they were saying stuff like, this has never happened to me before in my so-and-so years of flying. I'm always flying. I fly all the time. And I'm flying for business. <laughs> and this is really important to me. That I don't want to miss, miss these meetings. And I have to be, you know, all this other stuff, right? Basically trying to make out they're really experienced flies, but at the same time belying the fact that they actually had never flown before. Mm. So no one does that. No one, no one does <laughs> Says that. Says I have been on a plane before, and sir. The, the fact that you're already at the gate, <laughs> already at the gate, means that you've got through security and all the rest of it. So you're not being treated badly. You're, yeah. you're there. Why, why are they so upset? What were they so upset about? Because they couldn't sit together. Literally because they couldn't sit together. It's the only time you get apart. And they were the grown adults in the... I want Gabe, to sit, laugh at them. I want to sit together. They, they, because him and his mate couldn't sit together <laughs> for like eight hours. <laughs> Overnight. Overnight, you're going to be asleep. And, and the, well, the guy who was playing the most, right, he was saying, I'm going to... They're American like frat kids, right? So right. they speak in a certain way. Yeah. And these cliches normally with these guys are, do tend to be true. He was going, genuinely, mate, he was going... I want to work hard when I'm over there and I want to party even harder. <laughs> I should be partying right now, but I'm not because I'm sat at this gate, right? I got up to get a bag down from the overhead locker because Mimi asked me to. As soon as the seatbelt sides went off, he was two rows behind us, sound asleep. <laughs> what a party party, animal. All partied out, mate. Yeah. What, so he was telling the woman that he was, needs to party hard. Yeah. He yeah. wants to party on yeah. the plane. It's not what it's just, for, just mate. Generally. Just generally. Just generally. He just parties all the time. He basically thought he was time. Kid Rock. 
Yeah. Anyway, that's a little aside. We should take a quick break and come back and do some emails because we've run way over time and uh, the production staff will be fuming with us. So don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll do a couple of emails. Uh, We'll see you in a minute. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Two men like to party hard and work even harder. It's a Luke Beach Show, <laughs> and we're back with some emails and all that jazz. Luke, have you got an email for us? I do have an email here. So before we both went on holiday... yeah. Um, we, um, you, I say we, I'm not taking responsibility for this. <laughs> we, um, you, sorry, um, asked for people for some reason to send in email stories about if they've ever had anything, your, your words lopped off. Right. Yeah. Fair dues. Now, fair dues. One of those emails made it into the running order that I've just deleted because it is horrific. Right. And okay. I, don't, I also don't think it's true. Um, so I'm going to start with an email from Grant okay. who says, uh, hi guys. Um, good morning, chaps. Hope you're well. Long-term listener. I've emailed a few times, but I'm, I'm ass- I assume you found them shit as they've never been read out. Um, he said, I had an issue slightly related to things getting lopped off throughout my teens where my second toe either got broken and didn't reset properly or was too long and forced back over time to be stuck in a V-shape. <laughs> it doesn't really affect anything badly except as it was, as it's like, as it, if you can imagine it, Pete, it's like a V-shape raised. Yeah. Um, I have constant blisters on that part of my toe and then I sometimes get blisters on top of the blisters and my mum mm. would get annoyed because when I was a kid because a hole could be worn through a pair of socks with just one wear. <laughs> anyway, I got an operation where they cut out the middle part of the toe bone. Um, uh. Metatarsal, I suppose. Probably a metatarsal. Mm. Put a pin along the toe to help reset it which would be removed six weeks later once it's healed and then they froze my middle joint of that toe permanently to stop the risk of arthritis setting in. Um, 
so yeah, all the best, Grant. He included the video of how it how the operation works. It's kind of quite. It's weirdly involved. Yeah, it involves a lot of drilling and a lot of chiseling, which to, I didn't particularly ooh. enjoy watching. To get like to, but you sort of understand like it's all to sort of stop certain things happening later in life. But like, if you're chopping off bits of your of your of your the knuckle of your toe and stuff, like it's just a bit. Yeah, but if he's if he's like <clears throat> that's his that's his foot there and that's his toe. Mm. His toe is like that, right, all the time. Unwelcome. It's annoying. It's annoying. It's like you're giving one finger up to society, but you're doing it with your foot inside a sock and a shoe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently you break your little toes all the time, don't you? Yeah, I, I, um, my family have got some uh, horrific arthritic problems uh, later in life, and I think I think my little finger's starting to oh, start. You to have go. been dealt a quite difficult hand. Terrible genes. Terrible genes. What? Just very, very quickly, just do a whistle stop to all the ailments. Um, I think uh, I've either got gout or a displaced bit of bone in my left foot. Um, general weird smells and, and pains in my stomach. Asthma. Uh, asthma. Uh, for, for some reason, sometimes my eye will just go big. Yeah. Um, I've um, I'm just aching uh, constantly. Um, I've I've got quite um, heavy sinus issues. Right. Um, no, that's enough now. Man. I've got- <laughs> <laughs> we get the idea. I went off with chest pains a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah no, that was that was yeah. that was like a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, remember that? Isn't it? Yeah, COVID I someone, rules. I remember someone calling me saying, um, "Yeah, Pete's dead. Pete might be having a heart attack. Pete's dead." Because like, oh, I hope not. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the email from Andrew? All right, then. I was watching the Hammerhead tour. Uh, get- Weird, oh, isn't it? Yeah, it's not great. What kind of what kind of tool is that that they're kind of they chop? It's those. You know those like weird saws that you see in um not DHS, what's it called? Like uh, wicks or something. They have these kind of like it looks like the saw should go right round, but it doesn't, it just sort of oscillates like very yeah. small amount. Um and I always think, what's that for? Just get a different kind of have saw. Have you seen those drills? I might have made this up and so feel free to laugh at me if I have, but mm. I'm pretty sure back in the day I saw a drill that could drill a square hole. How would they do that then? I think there's like a drill bit inside a template kind of thing. A box kind of so it's like a box mm-hmm. with a drill bit inside it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. How would that, okay. Um that work? But the drill bit would only be drilling the bit that's drilling, not no. the not the could the could the thi- could the square bit oscillate back and forth? Must do, I think, yeah. And just kind of brick, 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 brick as a smaller member of the breakthrough. I, t- I no, there's tools for everything, but but sometimes uh, tools are more effective than other tools. Exactly. Speaking <laughs> of which, sorry, which email do you want me to? Andrew, <laughs> Andrew. This is the email theme you specifically requested. All right, then fine. Uh, hello, gents. Me once again, Andrew from Massachusetts. This is technically more of a scooped out than a lopped off, but I'm going to do with it anyway. Yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, when I was five years old, I parted ways with my appendix. I was told it wasn't hereditary, uh, but I'm wondering if medical science has changed their stance since then. Uh, me, my aunt, and my grandmother are on the same side have all had it act up and needed it removed. Mm. Ah, incredible. Really naughty little appendixes. Uh, the best lasting memory, my grandparents driving straight up from Florida, taking turns behind the wheel, only to barge in my hospital room and be barked at me. What took you so long? It's the no <laughs> appendix crew. I remember yeah. there was a video game called Life and Death on the Amiga, and nobody ever talks about that game for some reason because it probably wasn't that good. Um, but it was like you would—you're a consulting kind of surgeon guy who would just walk in, um, feel around the stomach, and uh, try and figure out what is wrong with the person, and then you'd take them to surgery. Uh, and the game was just extracting stuff. But my patients—I think there was something wrong with my version. But it, the, the only thing wrong with my, my patients was appendixes. <laughs> So right. I would just be removing appendixes from 
9am to 5pm. You become the world leading appendix. I was just really good at appendix. But it was just kind of like, you'd open stuff up, um, you'd dab the blood or something, you'd cauterise the wounds, yeah. you would uh, stop bleeders and stuff. And it yeah. was just, it was fascinating uh, and really fun. But um, I love, they only ever had appendixes. I love the idea that, you know, because you know that like a lot of medical advancements and expertise comes from societal areas around that particular. So, so what I'm trying to say is in a really roundabout way is like, for example... London hospitals, I believe, are very well respected. They treat stab wounds. Like, yes. There's a lot of knife crime in London. I think maybe the hospital in Jamaica, for, horrifically, I think, one of, the lot of the, one of the gangland attacks of choice was acid. Right. They became really good at acid burns treatment of that oh, and stuff. Okay. I love the idea of that being extrapolated out and someone going, so yeah, you need some serious appendix work. Um, where do I need to go, Doc? Um, you need to go to Hartlepool. Uh, and, <laughs> Pete Donaldson's Amiga. Yeah, he can only do it with the two-button uh, non-optical mouse. <laughs> he can only do it with the two-two-button ball mouse. Yeah, and you will have to wait a little bit longer for the game to load up. <laughs> I tell you what, um, um, Amiga. They've released an Amiga Mini. Oh, I saw about, that. I about, thought you had about, one already. It's about that big, and it's a lovely bit of kit. You get a little mouse, little joystick, and all the games you can eat. Because my friend, my friend Duncan was really into getting one, and. Um, he said he couldn't get hold. He said they're really in demand. We couldn't find one. Yeah, or I think and I don't, he no, saw no. you on social media both of them about having one. No, Evercade. I think you're talking about. Oh, that's Evercade. Evercade. Okay. Yeah. What's the difference between those things? Evercade is a kind of retro all kind of systems device, and the Amiga 500 Mini is just a reproduction of the Amiga 500. So you can only play Amiga stuff on it. No further questions, Your no Honour. No further questions, All right. Your Honour. That's enough time. Yep. We talked about people being, having things lopped off and scooped out of their bodies, as promised. Um, so we're out of time now but we will be back on Thursday for more of this hello at lukeandpeachy.com is the email address to get in touch about anything you've heard or anything you'd like us to talk about we are at Luke and Pete Show on the social media devices and we would love it if you would leave us a review as well so do that wherever you download your podcast I think you can do reviews on Spotify now and everything so uh, Apple would be great Spotify would be great too anywhere you you like the show um, please do leave us a review until next time we'll say goodbye it's goodbye from me goodbye no that's me it's goodbye from you now goodbye everyone goodbye Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.